This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. One that everybody wants me. You're gonna acknowledge me. Hey everybody, welcome to the WWE Podcast Mailbag for this Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022. Hope all of you are doing well and Final show for me this week before the craziness ensues next week with WrestleMania being a week and a half away. So this is the calm before the storm, but Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan will be here next week and the week after WrestleMania. So a double dose of our favorite takeover uh, duo, and that's going to, again, take place next week and the week following WrestleMania. I will be doing the voicemails. So please continue to send those in. But Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan are going to be taking all the messages from you patrons and those of you uh, that just email in on our normal mailbag at wwepodcast.com. So one quick thing before we get going, you guys all know where to find me ad-free. You can find me on Apple Podcasts ad-free. You can find me on Patreon ad-free and on my website, which, by the way, use the promo code WrestleMania and get yourself 50% off with also video updates. Uh, But beyond that, one more thing. If you want to support the show, but you're like, hey, I don't really want to spend any money, but I love Amazon. Well, you're in luck because on our website, I've got a little bit of I've got a link, a banner kind of in the middle of our homepage. And uh, it has an Amazon logo. It has, a, I think, a picture of some kind of product that they sell. And there's a title that says, if you want to support the show but you and you love shopping on Amazon, start with us. And if you just click on that Amazon link, it directs you to Amazon, but it just tells Amazon that we sent you and we get a small percentage of whatever you buy. I mean, there's, there's no hidden fees or anything like that. There's no shady business. It's just the affiliate program that they have. And I really appreciate it. If you guys love Amazon like I do, uh, start with our link. And then bookmark our link so you don't have to keep going to the website to remember. I'd really appreciate it if you guys could do that. And uh, again, great way to support the show, and it doesn't cost you anything. It's just kind of a nice little attaboy. Well, speaking of attaboy, um, let's get to our emails here. And of course, we are going to start with the patrons this week. And and let's see, who is number one? I think you guys know this. More often than not, it is Randy the Patron. And he writes... And says, okay, first, the Kevin Owens as Stone Cold was hilarious. He looked so funny dressed as him. The question is, are they really going to have a fight? As much as I would love it, I just think it's going to be a stunner in the end. I know everyone wants to see him and Brock go, but let's be real. Brock goes hard, and I don't think Austin could last, but could be wrong. Who knows? Okay, Randy here's what I'll say about this confrontation between Stone Cold and Kevin Owens. I think it's an in-between. I hate to say that. I think it's a brawl that might turn into a match and Austin gets a three count, but it's not being billed as a match so that the fans don't have the through the roof expectation because I don't think Austin is comfortable with how much time apparently he was given to prepare for this, that he is going to want to label this as a match because he has very high standards for himself as well. And he has said many times that he wouldn't want to come back at half of what he was. So this is definitely more than just a quick brawl, because when is the last time you've heard this this type of thing being billed ahead of time for Stone Cold Steve Austin 
and Austin, everybody referring to the 19 years. We have never, in all the, the random times he's come back and dropped stunners and beers at WrestleMania and other pay-per-views and Raws and homecomings and all, all that over the last 19 years, nobody has ever mentioned the 19 years or whenever it happened, of course, if it happened a year ago, two years ago, 17, 18 years, no one has ever referenced this has been the last time that you had a match, right? So they're, they're like tiptoeing on the line, but it's going to be more than just a two-minute brawl. I imagine it's going to be a 10-minute back and forth ending with many, many stunners on, on Kevin Owens, but also giving us a taste of what Stone Cold is now and maybe what he used to be and seeing where he's at. This could be, I'm of the belief, a litmus test for where Stone Cold may want to go in the future. Perhaps he does want to work with Brock Lesnar and be able to write his last chapter instead of fate writing it without his permission. Obviously, he was forced out of the business with a neck injury. So maybe, kind of like Shawn Michaels' return in 2002 against Triple H, it's being billed as a one-off, a one-time only. But perhaps Austin starts to get it back into his system. His juices are flowing. He's feeling good. He thinks maybe with more preparation, he could take on somebody like Brock Lesnar and you would be able to have many months of a build for that. There's a lot of history between those two, even though they never had an actual match, right? The famous walkout. Uh, they had a, a bit of a skirmish in 04 with Goldberg versus Lesnar and Austin as a special referee, which really should have just been Stone Cold versus Ke uh, Brock Lesnar. But there's history there without actually having history there, which is interesting. So that's what I think, a long-winded response, Randy. Okay, whatever happened to surprises, man? Talk about Cody, talking about Cody signing with WWE. Uh, not happy, Randy. I, I see that. Just shut up about it. Jesus, there are no surprises anymore. Like, why do you have to break the news? Just keep it a secret. Well, I mean... I assume, Randy, you're not talking about me specifically, just the general um, outlets that break this news. Uh, I, I, yeah, look, it's, it's all about clicks and traffic over protecting the business. That's all it is, Randy. It's all about download numbers, clicks, views, attention. That's what it is. Everybody wants to be that person to break that news. And yeah, it, it is unfortunate. I mean, it's kind of... It, it's. It's, it's one of those things you want to be able to see and then simultaneously turn around and also unsee, right? But unfortunately, it's one of those things that once you see it or hear it, it's out there. You can't unhear it or see it, and the surprise is gone. And the Cody Rhodes thing is the worst-kept secret of 2022. Uh, I will be shocked if he ends back in AEW, which would actually be a hell of a turn, right? This, all, this whole thing was a work, and he's still with AEW. That'd be actually, I, I'd actually prefer that in some ways. How cool would that be? Because everyone believes he's signed and all this. Anyway, yeah, I hear you. I hear the frustration, Randy. And I mean, I guess I'm contributing to it as well secondhand, but I'm just reporting what I'm hearing. I mean, it's not that I, I don't believe that anything I've shared with you guys, you haven't heard before I shared my opinion about it. Hell, I had somebody call me out on the, the fact that I, I was trying to speculate on Seth Rollins' WrestleMania opponent. And they said to me, I don't remember who it was, that but you haven't heard about Cody Rhodes. You haven't heard Cody, Cody, Cody. And I'm like, no, <laughs> somehow I was behind the times. So I actually had to be told by a, a listener that said, I, I feel your frustration, Randy. I have a feeling that Charlotte is losing that belt to Rhonda and maybe they will do a belt versus belt with Becky. If she still wins. 
Yeah, that that is that's not impossible. I mean, as a general rule, I am all about fewer belts. It makes that belt then inherently more valuable. Anytime they add belts, especially with the brand split, that's that is one downside is that you have two world champions, you have two mid-card champions, you have two tag team champions, you now have two women's champions. It does get to be where there are too many belts and at the same time, there is benefit to having belts because you could say that someone was a former SmackDown Women's Champion or a former Raw Women's Champion instead of just saying that she's a former Women's Champion, right, or a former World Champion. So there are more championships to be spread around and more opportunities for individuals to claim that they were a former champion because there's more belts. But if they're going to start like just melding and, and unifying championships... I mean, where does it end, though, right? Because there's two tag belts, as I said. I mean, do, do they also unify those? I think they should, honestly. I think that would benefit everyone to ha- to unify the tag team titles. More than any championship, I think the tag titles need it the most. And, yeah, I, 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 I don't hate that idea. I hope Charlotte beats Ronda and Ronda goes back to the farm and making babies and being her uh, egomaniacal self. And then she can just take her narcissism and leave. That's fine with me. But I do have a sneaking suspicion she's not back to do the favors for Charlotte Flair and then go away. Uh, or, or or rather, you know, just that's it. I, I mean, I think you're right. Unfortunately, I think you're right about Charlotte losing. But as far as unifying the belts, we'll have to see. I don't hate the idea. I like fewer championships. But then it, 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 the one problem with this is you have a brand split and there's one championship to go around for the men and the women, the top belt anyway. And then that means that only one person, conceivably, would be challenging for that particular championship at any time, which would leave the other brand in the dust. So there would always be one brand that doesn't have somebody competing for the championship, unless you're always going to have triple threat crossover matches, right? With somebody from Raw, somebody from SmackDown, and the actual champion. It gets messy, but that's the one downside of unifying belts. Uh, Okay. So last point, Randy, I'm excited for Mania because I actually have the whole weekend off and me and my best friend have been watching WrestleMania together since we were kids. Kind of short this week, beat us hell from work, but thanks again, doing what you do, Matt, and all podcasters. Yes, uh, Randy, I hear you, man. And don't apologize for being short. I actually prefer it right now because I am in the same boat, brother. I am beat to the bone right now. Um, you can probably hear it in my voice. I'm not trying to be dramatic. It's just, it's a fact. You you feel it, man. Um, it, it's... Yeah, I mean, I, I do, I do feel like I'm missing something. You hear about the great resignation, right? So many people quitting their jobs, and I'm sitting there thinking, man, if I can make this podcasting thing a full time gig, which I'm in, I'm heading in that direction. I mean, I could, I'll say this: if I quit my real job, I could barely scrape by with the income I make from this, but it could probably be done without getting into specific numbers. But um, yeah, it's. The corporate life, or if you work a nine to five, or you know whatever you do, however many hours you work, man, it's it's a tough grind, especially if you have family too. Thanks, Randy. Let's keep going here, and we'll get to Doctor BGB. He writes in and says, "What's going on, Matt, and the rest of the podcast family, except for Mister Dennis the Menace? I'm assuming he's referring to Mister Dennis McGinley. I believe, I believe, but let's see what he says." 
This is the doctor of the unofficial official WWE podcast, Dr. D, uh, BGB. And with WrestleMania right around the corner, I need to know which match are you most excited for? And what match do you think will shock us the most with either the end result or just the quality of the match? So what am I most excited for? That's a hell of a question. That is a hell of a question. Um, what am I most excited for match-wise? Well, I, I guess we'll say this. Let's pretend that Austin and KO is not a real match. Okay, I'm, I'm probably most excited for that segment, but it may not turn out to be a match. It could just be a back-and-forth brawl, which I think it probably will be, ending with Austin leaving KO, laying with probably 18 stunners and a bunch of beer all over him, and the crowd goes crazy. I mean, how can you not love that? But if you're talking about actually advertised, confirmed matches for WrestleMania, you know, I really think that, um, let me answer the second question first. What match will shock us with the quality? I think the triple threat tag team match on Raw, that one really could surprise us more than we think. All of those men involved in that triple threat are A plus, well, not all of them. They're in, in some of the A plus above average to incredibly athletic. This lends it to be one of the most exciting triple threat WrestleMania tag team matches of all time. I'm really excited. I think that one could over deliver. What am I most excited for though? Um, yeah, I, I gotta say in this order, it probably is. I hate saying this cause it's such a boring answer. Brock and Roman, but not because of the quality of the match. We know what they are, right? Um, my number two, by the way, is Becky and Bianca uh, in that order. But my, my point about Brock and Roman, I'm not excited for the quality of the match. Again, as I said, because we know exactly what we're going to get. We know exactly the style that they have. We know what they can, can't do. We know that they have good chemistry. It's not necessarily that, right? There's going to be a lot of Germans, a lot of uh, Brock beating down Roman and getting close to winning that belt. I think for me, the most excited I am for that is how does how do they end that? You know, because the ending of this is very suspicious. You can't call something the biggest WrestleMania match of all time and not deliver in some way, meaning... You can't just have the winner stand there and and rely on just the qu the quality of the match between these two to deliver on that marketing that it's the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. You need something else that we don't see, and I believe it's The Rock. I've said it before. I'm not saying he's going to join the match and it's a triple threat. I just believe that he's going to either show up towards the end of the match, maybe and interfere to cost Roman the the title. Or he shows up at the end where Roman's standing tall and then you hear his music and he rock bottoms Roman and we're off to the races till SummerSlam or next year's WrestleMania in um, in L.A. That's what I think. I mean, you, you can't call it that and not deliver in some way because I don't know. We, we, we've seen these, these two fights so many times at WrestleMania and otherwise and events in Saudi Arabia and SummerSlam. Like it goes on and on how many house shows and, and you know. It, there's got to be something. So I'm, I'm most excited for how they deliver on that marketing because they should. Okay. Another thing, I will be in Dallas for WrestleMania Sunday and the following day at Monday Night Raw, hoping to get some nice footage on the GoPro, make a little vlog of the experience. Maybe you can even share with the rest of the podcast family. 
Thank you for all the hard work and dedication. As always, enjoy your week. Until next time, I'll speak to you in the emergency room with the doc. <laughs> uh, yeah, good stuff, doctor. Um, BGB. So I would really appreciate that. I think that'd be awesome. Now, this is I'm not giving you a homework assignment. I don't want you to be distracted and, and not enjoy yourself because you're worried about the quality of the footage for us. Because I, I've done that where I'm more concerned about making sure that I'm holding my phone in the right position and I'm getting the footage, but I'm not enjoying the moment. And then I miss the moment and it's gone. And all I have is what I tried to record. So my point is just try to uh, enjoy yourself and whatever you can get, you can get. That would be awesome. But uh, I think that would be a fun thing to share. And I could post it on Patreon um, and uh, share it with everybody else. I think that'd be really cool. So I'd appreciate that. All right, let's continue. And we'll talk to who do we want to get to? Boy, oh boy. Oh my. Kyle. Kyle from Detroit. Here we go. Let's get to it. The high-low attack on Roman and the Usos was fun and exciting for me. Felt very old school. Reminded me of when a beautiful Corvette got completely filled with cement or McMahon's limo was blown up with him in it. God, I remember that. Just That was just before Chris Benoit. Uh, the Chris, Chris Benoit tragedy happened and he, Vince McMahon was supposedly dead and he had to come out of his grave to deliver the, the news. Kind of a, I guess... I don't want to see say that art imitates life or whatever. But anyway, sure. It's quite obvious these scenes are highly edited, but I appreciate WWE trying to step up their game before Mania with some unbelievable action and destruction. On the same note, Charlotte and Ronda's brawl was also, also felt fun and more old school, and it better fit Ronda's abilities. Note the quotes. Yes, I do see the abilities in quotes. Uh, besides, there's not much more to say between these characters, so this works well for both feuds. Yeah, look, I, I get it. You know, while the um, the whole high low attack was, it was very obviously edited. To, for me, it was edited to the point of took me out of the moment. Now I kind of ran about it because I I appreciate the effort, like you said. It, it was, I mean, so, some of the things were a little bit amateurish the way that they edited it. But hey, it, look, I'm and I'm not being facetious about it. I, I really do appreciate the effort and, and the wackiness this world of pro wrestling is. So that's a good point, Kyle. I, I, I'm with you on that. Um, all right. Uh, so these are my favorite events for the week. What are your thoughts? I'm looking forward to your feedback. Number one, Brock carrying the broken car door with him. The ring was to the ring was funny, as well as Brecky. Brecky, see, see, guys. <laughs> I'm already in mental decline, and I haven't even really started the show here. This is not good. Um, as well as Becky bringing the chair that damaged Bianca's throat. So I did allude to this on my Monday Night Raw review. The Becky bringing the chair to the ring, I really liked, because we don't often see that. I remember back in the 2000s, early, mid-2000s, when chairs were used more often, especially when there were headshots and you could see the actual shape of the individual's skull on the chair, they would continue to bring it out maybe for several weeks and boast about what they did with that weapon and carry the, the quote-unquote murder weapon with them. I, I like it. It's a nice touch. Becky is clearly digging up old footage and using bits and pieces of things she likes to make her own. And Becky is just, she's, you can tell, this is an overused phrase, but she is, you can tell she's a student of the game. Because she's constantly evolving her character. She's constantly adding different tones to her promos. Not to just be wacky, but in ways that make sense. Not to just change for change's sake. And the way that she delivers her promos. Bringing that to the ring. 
you know, of course, maybe some of this is creative giving her these ideas, but I believe there's a lot more behind it in Becky herself doing this. As far as Brock carrying the broken door to the ring, yeah, I mean, it's hilarious because it's Brock Lesnar. I mean, was the door rigged? I'm sure. But who cares? It's still funny. I agree. Shinsuke looked much better this week, although he took the most damage. He sold really well and looked like he was way more into the match. Uh, Yeah, I didn't talk about that on my weekend review, but I don't disagree with that. Shinsuke has seemingly been sleepwalking for the last year, especially when he held the IC championship, which is just, I mean, we all know what kind of run he had, and that's no fault of his own. It's, it's management's fault for completely ignoring that belt for so damn long. But Shinsuke didn't look more alive. He wasn't just a corpse in this match. I, I'm with you on that, too. Number three, I said it last time. I'll say it again. Boogs is a beast, and he's going to be a huge star in the future. His, quote, feats of strength keep getting more impressive. And he has a really nice finisher with the Boogs Cruise. Yeah, the the the, the finisher name is hilarious. He has a... A comedic twist to him, but he's also badass. So Vince can't turn him, God willing, into just a an exclusive comedy character. You would hope. And his feats of strength—that's where he'll he'll be saved—is his physique and his in-ring work. And uh, he is a beast. And I love his haircut and his mustache. It's very Rick Rudeish, as I said in my uh, previous show. It, it reminds me of Rick Rude, uh, just a perfect mustache. He's got it. Or if you've seen Friends, um, the, the uh, Monica's boyfriend, Richard, it, those of you that haven't seen Friends or hate Friends are like, oh, I don't care about that. But it's he's got that perfect mustache. You, you, if you know, you know, right? Yes. Agreed. Brick Boogs. It took me a while to get on the quote Boogs cruise here, but I'm on board. Number four, KO's impression of Stone Cold was hilarious. The crowd got faked out twice. Yeah, I mean, I, I went over this before, so I won't go over my entire analysis of this again. You you can hear it on my Monday Night Raw review. But I agree. Yeah, like the second one actually got me. You know, when I heard the first one and there's that delay between the music and when he's coming out, there's never almost any delay between when Austin, when he's really there, the, the glass breaks and he comes out. It's a very quick couple of seconds. It was like a good 10 seconds before Kevin Owens came out. And I'm like, yeah, this isn't good, right? It's a troll. But the second one got me. Got to say, KO is just, he's, he's, uh, he's just so much fun to watch. He's just a blast. I don't know what he's going to do after WrestleMania because he's going to get his ass kicked by Stone Cold and be left laying with like 18 stunners. But okay. Number five, Becky and Edge are destroying their promos right now. Love it. These people need to write for other wrestlers because their dialogue and storytelling are the best in years I've seen in years. Yeah, look, I mean, are you like reading my mind, Kyle? Because I said this exact same thing on uh, my Raw review this past week and the one before it. Becky, as I just talked about too with her, is not just only reinventing herself, but is getting better at promos when she needs to be serious. Because her her kind of aloof just kind of happy-go-lucky but annoying heel character isn't my favorite version. It's effective, but the serious mean streak Becky is the one that I really have enjoyed, and she is killing it. Edge, same thing. Edge Edge is showing us a side of him that I didn't know existed, and it's it's just it's really good. It's they're, they're being they're selling their matches without even without even doing much physically. They're selling it with talking. That's gold. 
Now, you can tell that they are not, like you said, they're not being written for. Or if they are, it's very, very, very skeleton, bullet pointed. And I agree. Okay. Pat saying, I'm sorry I kicked your ass last Friday, and I'm sorry for you being a D-bag. That was great. Yeah, it, it was. You know, that's the only way he could cover both bases by saying he did apologize, but in a condescending way. So it was the best there's the best solution that was that was offered to Pat and Pat has it. God, he's good. It, it feels like Pat's been doing this for like 15 years. He's so good right now. Um, seven Austin's line of, I've got so many selfies of Finn knocked down. I'm running out of storage. Oh, Austin uh, theory. Yes. That was a good line that he's got so many pictures in his phone of Finn being knocked out that he's running out of storage on his phone. I'll give it to Austin theory on that. Um, millennials around the world got a chuckle with that one. I felt so old though. I had to look up with a town down, a town down meant. What does it mean? Well, so here's the thing. I, I thought his finisher was the AT. Is it the ATL? Isn't that, is that like Atlanta? I'm confused. <laughs> so somebody educate me. Somebody's going to do this. I'm sure. What the hell does a town down mean? Somebody, somebody's laughing right now. But I'm also a millennial, so I guess this gives me a pass, Kyle. Number eight, Gable sold Randy's apron DDT from the second rope so well. Can't wait to see Gable in the main event matches in the future. Well, that's why I'm saying I would. I think there's a strong possibility that the tag team triple threat match at WrestleMania could steal the show. It, it certainly got all the talent it needs to do so. Number nine. AJ versus Seth was one of the best wrestling matches I've on Raw that I've seen in a long time. Everyone expected Cody, so I enjoyed the edge swerve. I did too. You know, this was a really good match. I think it only went like 11 minutes, though. This is an Iron Man match quality or, or Iron Man match caliber match up with these two. Yeah, AJ and Seth, I mean, they've worked together in the past, but they are such veterans and, and students of the game that it's it's butter smooth. Okay, a few more things here uh, that you noticed. Corbin and the happy folks didn't react to Madcap's joke at all. I'm assuming that their split or heel turn will be coming up at WrestleMania or the week after. Honestly, either of them could turn it and it could work. Turn and it could work. Anything is better than their current characters. Yeah, Corbin. They seem. I think Corbin was at his best when he was poor. He because he be, he was. I think becoming a babyface organically by being just so pitiful but hilariously pitiful and believable. But yeah, I think that split is coming. We'll have to see if the joke, the lack of laughter continues this coming week. Also, uh, no one in the world cares about the tag team in Italian and Baszler. Sorry to say. Yeah, no one does. You know, want to know why? Because Natalia is a perennial loser in terms of not in terms of her career, but in terms of just winning actual matches. And Baszler is just used seriously so sporadically that she's often forgotten. And yeah, so you throw two people that are often forgotten together and they became, they become like the, I don't, I don't know, the, the, the forgotten, the forgotten twins or something. I don't know. I could think of something more creative if I wasn't so tired, but that's, yeah, you're right. I mean, no one cares, which is why they should actually carry the women's tag titles so that they can also be sucked into the black hole. That is an are those tag titles because whoever wins them just becomes completely irrelevant because within a matter of weeks, they don't have a division because somebody turns on somebody or they just decide to break up the two 
individuals they put together anyway just to have a tag team match. All right, anyway. Ziggler looks weird wearing the NXT Championship belt to the ring in WWE. Doesn't fit at all. It doesn't seem to be over with the crowd either. Not even in a heelish way. Yeah, I haven't heard much about this, Kyle. I really, no one has really spoken to me about this. And I didn't even notice. That's sad. Uh, But I will say, you know, at, at least for NXT, it brings a veteran that can work with anybody. I mean, anybody. He, he can work with absolutely anyone. And I think that it's still a good thing for, for NXT because, yeah, it's a main, quote-unquote, main roster star coming back to NXT or going to NXT. But NXT right now, I think, needs help. So Dominic does a cross-body slam on Rude from the top rope after getting a hot tag, and Rude gets up immediately like it was nothing. Poor selling, in my opinion. I miss those days when moves from the top rope were so strong they usually ended a match. Maybe because of Dominic weighs 145 pounds soaking wet. Well, yeah. I mean, Dominic is the least imposing person on the entire roster. I mean, add to that the fact that he still looks like he's a sophomore in high school. Uh, by the way, you could solve that by facial hair and also bulking up. Pretty simple. I mean, not easy to do with the bulking up, but a simple solution make him look more like an, an aged person than, you know, somebody that's going through their high school, you know, soccer practice or something. But, and also the fact that his promos are usually not good. And he is just, yeah, Dominic is just, yeah. But anyway, I understand your lack of selling problem, but you, I think you answered it yourself by realizing that he is uh, not exactly an imposing figure. Okay. A couple more. If they are announcing Roman and Brock, are they going to be on Raw April 4th? Does that mean that they probably will be missing the Raw and SmackDown in between? Well, here, no. I mean, like, Raw on April 4th is the night after WrestleMania, the final night of WrestleMania. So I don't understand your question because there is no SmackDown and Raw in between since Raw will be the very next night. So I'm not sure. Maybe I'm missing it. Corey Graves was burying Pat McAfee quite a bit, maybe building a little heat for a possible feud in the following months. What if Corey Graves costs Pat McAfee the matchup and Austin Theory wins? Ever think about that? Maybe it was. Corey Graves was clear to, to wrestle. I wouldn't be surprised if somehow, some way he gets involved in that match to cost Pat McAfee or gets involved himself in something else. Because Corey Graves does want to return to the ring. I have read that. Okay, final point here. Uh, I heard quite a few swear words on Raw this week, in particular the BS and SOB. We'll we'll, uh, PG it for you guys. I didn't know WWE could use that kind of language. Yeah, the the BS word I've heard many, many, many months ago. I I think suddenly that has been adopted into the PG, TV PG um, label. I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know who decided this. Maybe it's they can only use that word after a certain hour. But that is definitely not in my book. TV PG, that is TV 14. So either as a society, we're decaying and allowing more cuss words to be under the PG umbrella, or they they kind of quietly turn TV 14 on at 10 o'clock or whatever. Yeah, they, it is interesting with that language. They didn't, you didn't even hear that in the uh, Attitude Era. But 
Thanks again for the feedback, and especially thank you for this great forum for wrestling fans to share each other's thoughts and reactions. Have a great week. Well, thank you, Kyle. All right. So let's see here. Let's talk to... Oh, boy. Okay. Let's talk to uh, Matt K. Matt K here. I want to make sure that... uh, Here, Matt, I don't know... I don't know what uh, you want on the show here. So I'll I'll kind of pick a few. I don't know exactly. You didn't say this is for the mailbag or not for the mailbag. So I'm going to kind of gauge things here, Matt. Let's see what happens. The out of character thing was Reigns, Roman Reigns in his hometown after the show was over. And he was just talking to the crowd in a baby face manner. Oh, I know you're referring to last week. Okay, bear with me, guys. A while back, someone also mentioned at a house show, Ricochet doing the people's elbow. It was the people's moonsault. He does it occasionally. Not much on TV anymore because he's got neck and back issues, which is also why he doesn't do the 630 that much anymore. You also don't have to mention anything I say in them here in the mailbag. Well, here we go. (laughs) Uh, Unless he thinks it gives you good conversation. I'm just generally trying to have an exchange of information. Uh, it is true Hogan wanted Austin too, and probably even wanted him first, but as things went on, he wanted The Rock if he could only choose one because he saw him as the bigger long-term star. Austin will always claim he was the one Hogan wanted, and that is true because he wanted both ideally, but Austin wouldn't do it the same way The Rock did the program with Hogan. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I guess at this point it's he said, she said. It, it was what, 20 years ago nearly? So we'll never probably know the real full truth. There may be many sides to this story. I'm just going off of what Austin has said about Terry Balea. You know, that he wasn't, that Austin said he wasn't in the right headspace. He didn't feel like Hogan could keep up. But Hogan maybe at one point realized he wasn't going to get the match with Austin. And then instead of admitting that he would rather have faced Austin, just said, oh, yeah, well, The Rock was the bigger star, right? Kind of Monday morning quarterbacking. Because otherwise, it would look like he undermined the match with The Rock by saying, yeah, we had a good match, but imagine if it was Stone Cold, right? You can't say that. So it's kind of the only thing Hogan could say. You know, what's he going to say at this point? But, okay, uh, let's see here. Um, You've got quite a bit of stuff here, Matt. Um, Okay, let me, let me pick another one here. Maybe Ronda will take Charlotte's belt and turn heel. And she can put over someone younger. All the sm- I hope so. I- I- I'm all for a Ronda heel turn. I think she is much better suited. And I think the WrestleMania crowd may let her know that early. I think the WrestleMania crowd is going to be really tough on Ronda. And I-, I hope they are. Just turn her heel. And I want to see what that little crybaby does. And yeah, I'm calling Ronda Rousey a crybaby because she gets all bent out of shape when people boo her. And, and don't support her. Don't believe me? Watch what happens. She'll probably get on Twitter and try to call out all the smart marks and, and do a work shoot, shoot work. Uh, don't. Ronda Rousey is, is an absolute just narcissist. There's no other way around it. I mean, she may be a great mom, but I don't know. Okay, moving on. Uh, all the SmackDown and uh, the SmackDown branded house shows I've been to had a six-man tag with Roman and the Usos versus Drew and whatever team the Usos were currently feuding with. Usually, Roman trolls the crowd in a lot of ways. I saw a video of the house show you mentioned on the review, 
And that was a shoot. Sami Zayn often gets interactive with people who boo him at house shows as well. In Baltimore, he stopped his match on the mic to say, whoever is saying I suck, if you say it again, I'm coming out there. The guy was talking, the guy he was talking to was in front of me in the fourth row. Later in the match, he stopped again and came over to our section to yell at the guy. Roman and Drew obviously are the top. Okay, that's, yeah, I've, heard, I've seen footage of Sami Zayn doing that. And Sami Zayn is just brilliant. I, I mean, that is a Sami Zayn thing to do, to call out people in the crowd for heckling him, essentially. It, it's good stuff. Um, so Roman and Drew obviously are the top heel and face on SmackDown, so if it makes sense to do this dark match routinely... However, the original plan when Drew was drafted to SmackDown was for there to be a Roman feud at WrestleMania or SummerSlam. But if uh, if it were Mania, obviously the plan saw a hiccup once day one happened. The Austin segment is scheduled internally as the closer, uh, the closer for night one of Mania. If that's the case, they have no women headliners. Okay, Matt, I'm going to take your last point here. If... if the Austin segment is the final segment of the night, then I would lean towards this being an official match. You can't close night one's main event and not have it be a match. You just can't. And like you said, is it at the expense of the women? And if that's the case, do you really, are you sure you want to do that? You know, that's, that's debatable, right? Austin is as big of a star as they come. But a match should close the show, not necessarily a segment. All right, Matt, and I'll pick one more point here, um, a little bit, a a briefer one. Lashley on the poster, which I called out on WWE's website that Lashley was on the WrestleMania poster, and I'm like, well, why? He's injured. So here's your answer. He's on the poster because of it being produced long before his injury, but he's actually out, not, not out for four to six months. He will be facing Omas at WrestleMania, subject to change, but that's the plan right now. That, If that's the case, then, well, first of all, I called that, so toot, toot my own uh, narcissistic horn here, a few months ago that Omas and uh, Bobby Lashley could collide at WrestleMania, and, and that would be Omas's first real challenge. That may not be the worst thing in the world for both men to see the strength of Lashley on, on display and also to see Omas have his biggest challenge of his career. I like it. Bring it on. I mean, it's not going to be a, you know, a, a technical classic, but it at least is interesting. All right. Well, let's uh let's switch gears here. I want to make sure. Did I make did I get everybody? I'm god awful at that. Uh let's see here. I've got I've got a voicemail from Alex, but that's not going to happen right now. Um I will get to that in a little bit. However, we do have some emails from those who are non-patrons. So let's do that now. And we're going to get to Charlie. Charlie F. He says, it's Charlie F. again. Hey, guys. I feel like CM Punk, where I have a lot of things I need to get off my chest. First, let's start with the career killer, now uh, known as the Women's Tag Team Championship belts. It's extremely upsetting that Sasha Banks is being reduced to this uh, being reduced by being in this match. Unfortunately, when Vince decides to bring in a, a part-timer who can't deliver a promo to save her life, you that's what you can expect. Well, yeah, that's exactly the problem. I mean, Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey are completely suffocating both the men's and women's divisions right now, for better or worse. Also, 
I'm sick of Bianca Belair continuing to be getting opportunity after opportunity in the title when people like Rhea Ripley have been busting their butts to get week after week to get better and Bianca is consistently being shoved down our throats. Well, yeah, I mean, but also don't forget where Rhea Ripley was last year. She won the Raw Women's Championship and that did not work out well at all. Partly Rhea's fault, partly Creative's fault, just a back and forth. Is she heel? Is she not? She's, you know, they did not do a good job with her as a Raw Women's Champion last year, but she was a co-main event for the women's division. And there's that. So Rhea Ripley, yeah, has been kind of hidden since then, but she had a lot of rebuilding to do. So while Bianca is just getting back into the title, to the title picture, she, don't forget, she took a detour with Dewdrop. She was out of the title picture for several months following SummerSlam. So Bianca being shoved down our throats, I think is a little bit of an overstatement right now. But certainly, if you know, if they continue to shove her down our throats in, in title match, title match is all she is in the title scene. Sure, but right now, right now, I don't feel like I'm being force fed Bianca yet. That's how I feel anyway. Also, was it just me, or did Becky's glasses look like the pair of Bret Hart knockoffs? Yeah, that's what the good comparison. Yes. Uh, finally, what do you think about Ronda having Paige as her manager? Thank you, everyone. Hope you all have a good week. Charlie F. Paige as a manager, I'd rather see Paige in the ring. And I think Paige, if she was going to return, would rather be in the ring. I've heard a lot of rumors of her coming back. We, we heard about them in the Royal Rumble. That never materialized. And, of course, we heard about the Asuka and Bailey return rumors, which I think are much more plausible than Paige. I think, in fact, you may see one or both at WrestleMania, if not almost 100% chance, at least the Monday Night Raw after and or at the Friday Night SmackDown after. So I think we're going to have a couple of massive returns that um, are going to shake up the women's division on both brands. But Paige returning with Ronda's manager, I, I don't think they would want that because why? They, number one, Paige would I don't think would be wanting to play second fiddle and just be a mouthpiece for Ronda. Yes, Ronda needs a mouthpiece, I think, because she's not great. But Ronda, with her mean face that she's been using to sell money or make money for the last 10 years has been doing a good job of it. So maybe she doesn't need to have a good promo because people just buy into that mean, angry, cute girl face that she does. And it, it again, it's been working, so I can make fun of it all I want, but it's made her millions. Um, but as Paige comes, if she comes back, again, I think that'll also make pay, uh, Ronda Rousey look like look like she needs somebody. Right? Like she's done this before. Why would they all of a sudden insert somebody that is uh, of a caliber of Paige as a mouthpiece? I don't think they'd do that, but a cool idea. And, and you reminded me of Paige as far as uh, where she's at, and I haven't really dug into it, so thank you. Um, so let's see here. I think we have one more email, and then we're going to get to voicemails. We've got an email from, oh, yes. Oh, boy, here we go. Guess who's back? Back again. Owen's back. Tell a friend. Seven long weeks, and I'm back like I never left. Since I've been gone, I'm aware a couple of other people have started with my heel gimmick and are doing a good job, so I'll let them carry on and just be myself on here, giving the opinion of this week's wrestling from a younger perspective. So where have I been? Well, due to a change in my time schedule, I know I now only have the time to watch Raw on Thursdays, the day after the mailbag, so I didn't want to be writing in without having watched all the shows. This has now changed. 
I'm no longer I no longer have time for AEW, so I wanted to give a big shout out to Mimi Burris for keeping me up to date with the occasional show on her AEW reviews. Well, there you go, Mimi. Good job. Anyway, these are my overall views on last week's last few weeks of wrestling. This lineup to WrestleMania hasn't got me excited at all. We've seen Roman and Brock so many times, and nothing feels different or special this time apart from the title unification or whatever is happening. To be honest, out of the whole card, I'm most excited for Becky versus Bianca. Yeah, that, that, that was my number two in terms of matches I'm most excited for. But, okay, I, I just complained about how many times we've seen Brock and Roman, and everybody has seen Brock and Roman. And this will be the third time at WrestleMania itself. But in terms of feeling different, yes, the title unification is different. But Paul Heyman is no longer with Brock. Paul Heyman aligned himself with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is on the biggest hot streak of his career as a heel. Brock Lesnar's on a babyface run that is very unique to his character. It's a different side of Brock we haven't seen in 20 years. Hair growing out, no mouthpiece, just talking uh, you know, uh, on his own, doing his thing. So things feel different in that respect, that they've both switched from heel to face, face to heel. And their characters are, are, are not... Well, let's face it. They are. They're they're a lot different from the last couple of times they met. So there is that, too. Number two, the return of Ronda. I'm a UFC fan, and I've seen a lot of Ronda's work in UFC. Her personality in real life sucks, but would rather uh, would work either as a heel or a badass face. So why, WWE, do you have to force her into a character which is closer to a female, a female Goldberg than her in real life? It makes no sense. Well, I think that. They know when Ronda comes back, and people have been speculating it for many, many months, that when she comes back, they're going to cheer her out of just just because. They're there. It's a moment. They know she's a big star. She had a good run the first time around. So they're trying to get this baby face run out of her. And I I do believe we'll see a heel run, though. I do believe we'll see it. I don't think it'll be any time real soon because if she beats Charlotte and she sticks on SmackDown, you can't have two top heels like that on SmackDown. I think there can only be one queen bee, no pun intended, in that slot. And they're in desperate need of baby faces right now. So, um, But I I'm, I'm, I understand. All right, number three. I just wanted to quickly give my view of Logan Paul in WWE. Me being younger than you and listeners, I thought I'd just mention my view on this. So the majority of the public knows him very well uh, from the mistakes and younger self from years ago. However, since then, he's completely turned his life around and now is one of the most respected and loved people on the, on the Internet. In the crowd and the way he's booked, you can see this split side to him as the younger audience wants to cheer him and the older audience wants to boo him. It honestly makes no sense. For context, he's only doing it to promote his new drink, Prime, which is the drink you keep say, uh, seeing him hold when he's coming out to the ring and on commentary. Anyway, if you or Matt have any question to ask younger fans, just let me know via the mailbag and I'll answer them on the show. Have a good one, guys. Owen. P.S. Sorry, Matt. I know this email is long. It will probably be normally shorter. This is a one-off as I've been away for a while. Yeah, well, Owen, you're given a pass because you've been gone so long. This was by far not the longest email of the show, so uh, you you don't even have to worry about that. Um, But so, yeah, it is interesting because you've, I guess you've, quote unquote, grown up with Logan Paul where I've seen him on the outskirts, right? I'm 37 years old, okay? And... I'm aware of what the younger audience gravitates to and a lot of his social media, social media stars. I think the number one career choice, if if a Gen Z could uh, have any choice of a successful career is like a YouTube star. You know, things have certainly changed. People just want to be able to make YouTube videos and just make a boatload of ad money. 
<laughs> that's like the number one thing people want to do in your generation. And that said that with Logan Paul, he's going to get booed at WrestleMania because guess who's going to WrestleMania, Owen? My generation and my kids who might be coming that have already been indoctrinated by dad to, to cheer who they should and boo who they should. So um, sad to say, I think Logan Paul will get completely destroyed on uh, at, at WrestleMania. But I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. The younger crowd gravitates while my generation, boy, I sound old, uh, just doesn't relate to him and finds him like a, a punk ass. You know what? That's what I find him to be. I respect him. He's he's one of the most successful YouTube stars. He was on Vine. Those of you that used to uh, use that use Vine before TikTok was around, know what I'm talking about. I used to follow him there. So yeah, I mean, good good for him. But I I want to see him get his ass kicked. And when last year he got stunned by Kevin Owens, that was a, just a fun moment. All right, so that is it. That's it for our lovely lovely uh, emails. It is now time to dive in to the those amazing guys. I mean, they're, they're just absolutely fresh and 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 right off the press of our voicemails. So if you guys are ready for the voicemails, I'm ready for the voicemails. Here we go. Weigh in at 90 kilos from France, Alex, the French guy, Prince, as your new WWE podcast European champion. I would like to thank my GM and host of this podcast, Matt. Thank you for acknowledging the right champion on your podcast. So with that out of the way, I'd like to once again challenge everyone, even if I know that there's no competition at this moment, by stating that this champion is unobtainable for none of you on this show. With that out of the way, I'd like to address uh, something. I don't have any questions during uh, about wrestling coming this week, as a lot of time uh, my question has already be, been answered during the question of the others. But I'd like to ask something about WrestleMania coming. For everybody in the Discord server, I would like to know if, and also for you, Matt, um, if it's possible for everybody to go during the show on vocal and not just text, that might be a good thing uh, to share our thoughts during the show. And, uh, yeah, I, I, th I thought that could be a good idea during the show, having to react live, uh, making comments without the, like, on the Discord chats, on the locals. So if that can be possible, and if it's something that could interest a lot of you, uh, maybe uh, we can do it during the show, as uh, WrestleMania will, uh, will air during the night in my country. 
uh, and maybe in other countries too, we could share this moment together. With that, uh, that's all for me for this week. Thank you again, Matt. You will not be disappointed by your new European champion, and uh, take care. Alex, great idea. Okay, I, I, I there is a, a voice uh, chat area. I just haven't really done anything with it. That's a good idea. Let me uh, let me put that in the old uh, the, the old to do list. Okay, because I think that's a great idea. While chat is fun, I think a lot of times you want to be able to react instantly and not have to use your fingers and your voice instead, right? So I will be implementing that now. How I'm going to do it, I don't know because we usually have a couple of dozen people in there and I don't want everyone talking over each other. So I don't know. I, I will somehow implement that. If, if all else fails, I can still do a couple of things. If that fails, I could do a, a live, um, a live stream on TikTok, or I can do the, the spaces thing on, uh, on, on, on Twitter. The spaces is just like exactly that. It's a place to go where you can just chat audio, audio only on Twitter. And I know it's not for only patrons and I get you guys are um, you're actually supporting the show monetarily. So I want to be able to give you an exclusive place. But if all else fails, I think that's a great idea, though, one way or the other. Thanks, Alex. Let's keep going. Hey, Matt, it's New York Kyle again. Uh, I know it's been a while. It's been a while since I called him the mailbag because um I've been busy with life with my job. I got a new job and it's hard, hell hours. Um so yeah, that's why it's been a while. But I have two things I want to talk about. One is Becky Lynch. Last week of the whole still chair attack on Bianca Belair. I think that could have been her heel turn if Becky Lynch returned at SummerSlam last year as a baby face like we all wanted. I think last week at the still chair attack on Bianca Belair, that could have been the heel turn. So a few months after she returned now, by now I think everyone would be fine for turning heel at this point. Uh, I think that's it for Becky. I, 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 I'm only seeing one voicemail. I've still been listening to all your shows and stuff. I know you're doing shorter shorter mailbags now, so the only other thing I want to talk about is Ridge Holland. Do you think he's going to have heat backstage because of the Big E injury? I don't think he will. Well, I've also already heard that he wants... What I mean to say is, do you think his push is over? Because I like Seamus' faction too, like you. But Ridge Holland, maybe Vince won't like that he injured Big E and end his push. I, I doubt it, though, because from what I've heard, Ridge Holland was actually very apologetic backstage. He felt very bad. He even wants to go He even wants to go visit Big E at the hospital. Like, he felt horrible. That's what I've heard, so... And totally there's no heat on him, and like everyone's forgiving of him. So I don't think I think his push is fine. Just let me know what you think, I guess. And uh, four more three minutes is up. That's it. I'm gonna try calling in more and emailing in more from now on. Now my hours are a little less. I don't I don't think I've called. I don't think I've been on the I've been on the mailbag like two weeks. So I think I'm finally back now. So yeah, that's it. Thanks as always, and I'll talk to you uh, next week. Hey, Kyle. Well, I'm glad that you were able to reduce your hours and not kill yourself working. Everybody's working, man. Everybody's working. We're, we're working, working ourselves to the bone. Got to pay for that $5 gas or $6 gas or whatever the hell you're paying, right? Um, <clears throat> and uh, it's good to hear you, Kyle. It feels like it's been longer than two weeks. I don't know why. But I uh, hope, hope all is well other than that. And uh, so your question, 
about the um, Becky turning heel. I think that would have been a perfect time. I think that we would have had enough time to love her, embrace her, remember the man, have her run. It's all been fun. And then she just snaps on Bianca. You're exactly right. If she wasn't already a heel, that would have been the moment to turn her heel. That would have turned her. Agreed. And I still don't know why they didn't at least give us a couple of months to love her. Because then the hatred would have been not so hard to come by. Because everybody wanted to cheer her so bad at the beginning that they were they were swimming so hard upstream when they could have just waited let us loved her for a few months and then have her snap. It would have been much more organic and uh, a lot more easygoing when that, um, when that turn happened. As far as Ridge Holland, is there heat backstage and is this pushover? I would say, is there heat backstage? I don't believe so. And I don't think his push is over. So no and no. The reason I say that is when things like that happen, number one, does it happen all the time? Are, are you just labeled as somebody dangerous? And this is the first time that I'm a, I know that Ridge Holland has accidentally hurt somebody. So it's his first time, right? I think it, it happens even to the greatest stars of all time. It, it just happens. Unless you're Bret Hart. Apparently, Bret Hart has never hurt anybody. I don't know if that's true, but I've heard that. So that said, I think it matters also how you react as a human being, as a performer. Do you show genuine concern? Do you apologize? Like, what, what is your reaction? How you handle that situation will dictate a lot because it'll dictate to WWE how you handle these types of tragic situations when you accidentally hurt somebody and nearly paralyze somebody. How do you react in those situations? Is it something you can handle? Do you put the blame on somebody else? If he acts appropriately, and from what I'm understanding and you're telling me, he, he seems like he is, I don't think that they're going to punish him in any way. I mean, it's, it's an accident. It happens. And um, I, I so I don't think so. And it, I, I don't think they'd want to because he's he's in a good thing right now with Seamus. So they are almost be hurting themselves, too. So thank you, Kyle. Looking forward to hearing from you next week. Let's keep it going. Hey, it's Kyle from Baltimore. So my first thing is about what happened last night with, uh, you know, the women's tag, um, tag team match with Sasha and Naomi versus Liv and Rhea. That was a great match. And and in a freaking disqualification because of Shayna and Natalia, and then now they're being added to the Women's Tag Team Championship, and it actually doesn't really mean anything. I think they, I wish the Endeavor asserted itself in the match itself because as a triple threat match, when it, when it was, I thought it would have been a fun match, and you had to see, saw how good Liv and Rhea are as a team, and Sasha and Naomi, so I thought to add in, you know, uh, Selena, Carmella, and WrestleMania for that triple threat match would be fun. Have Shayna and, and Natalia, I fear the match is not going to be not as good as I think it would be if it, if it left it as a triple threat. So there's that. And my last thing is about Cody Rhodes. I never was a Cody Rhodes fan. I never, um, when he was in WWE, he was treated as a, as a mid-carder. I don't watch AEW, so I don't know how, how, how he's viewed, how, how he was viewed there, but, uh, he's going to face someone like Seth Rollins. It's just, yeah, this guy gets cheered. He, people sing, sing, sing his theme music. So him coming in to face, to face, uh, Seth Rollins potentially, I don't know. I view, I still view Cody Rhodes as, as a Mick Carter, as that, as that Stardust character, or, or the dashing Cody Rhodes stuff he was, was before. So I guess my thing is that we'll make him any, any, any anyone special against someone like Seth Rollins, who was a, who has been booked and, proceed as a top star that Cody Rhodes was when he was in the company in the first place. So that's my two questions. That's it. Thanks for the call. Bye. 
Hey, Kyle. Thank you for your voicemail and, and uh, all. Every seems every week you contribute, and I really appreciate it. So as far as Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan go, yeah, I mean, I praise that match like crazy. I'm on it at Raw. Was, uh, the crowd was even into it. They were saying this is awesome for a match that I think had the bar set, you know, down here, and they blew it out of the water and really kicked ass in that match, and I give all the women the credit. And, yeah, I mean, again, it's just another example that I say all the time about when all when you want a match, all you have to do is attack. Attack the champion, just insert yourself, and you get re- rewarded. And we saw that. We saw that this past week with uh, Natalia and Shayna Baszler. No business in there. They're not a real team. Shayna Baszler's back in a tag team inexplicably. When she just got out of it with Nia Jax, it feels like you know a month ago. It's been many more months than that. But Shayna Baszler in a tag team is like oil and water. It doesn't work. And I hope they don't win. Uh, who, uh, honestly, if I were in this match, I would say, yeah, I would just put my hand on my nose, like, not it. I don't want those. I don't want these belts. Y- 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 you know, y- you can you can have it. Why? Because everyone that gets those belts is cursed. Because they either can't defend them, have to hide them, or they don't do anything with them. It's it's just it's it's amazing. As far as Cody Rhodes go. Okay, here's what I'll say, Kyle. I, I know that you remember him as Stardust as kind of a mid-card act. I would refresh yourself. I know you don't watch AEW, but I w- in this case, if Cody Rhodes is coming back and it seems like all signs are pointing to yes, I would take the time to just maybe like an hour or so and, and see Cody Rhodes' best moments in AEW. I'm sure there's a YouTube video out there like that. See what he's become. He's reinvented himself. He... He doesn't, it's not reinvented himself in terms of, oh my God, he looks so much different. He's got a shaved head. He's wearing, no, no, no. He's still Cody Rhodes, but promo wise, he's awesome. Uh, he feels like a much more polished, mature, and finalized performer than he did in WWE. That was much, much, very much so a work in progress where Cody Rhodes in AEW was just like, I mean, it, it was great. Uh, so I know you don't watch AEW, but it may behoove you to watch at least Cody Rhodes' greatest moments in AEW. Somewhere on YouTube, it has to exist, just so you see the kind of guy that's coming to WWE. It's not the same guy. Now, if they reintroduce him as Stardust and he sits in the mid card, then that's that's Cody Rhodes' fault. You know, he fool me once, fool me twice. That whole saying, right? So, thank you, Kyle. And uh, let's get to. We have two more voicemails, I think, and then we can call it a night. So. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe this is Memphis Mark. Hello, everyone. This is Memphis Mark calling you from Mullet Manor. I uh, hope everybody's having a good day. Uh, first of all, who in the heck is doing Seth and uh, uh, Becky's outfits? I mean, uh, wow. All right. Uh, hate the 24-7. Uh, and uh, Gabe Stevenson coming. This is big. This guy is legitly bad to the bone. Uh, I'd like to do a legit badass list one day. I think that would be good. Uh, but I got a couple of uh, um, messages or uh, critiques on uh, what I said last week on the NFL players that uh, that have gone into WWE. Uh, you know, we've had people like, you know, with Omos is in there now. He's an ex-basketball player. Kevin Nash was a basketball player. I'll go way back and go Ron Fuller, uh, back in the day was really big at Wichita State. Uh, I believe it was, um, no, it was Miami. I believe it was Miami. Anyway, uh, as far as NFL players, I was not incorrect in that. Uh, what you have to think is the criteria of an, a real NFL player playing. 
uh, or uh, wrestling. Um, the, the biggest and the baddest back in the day was Ernie Ladd, uh, who played like I believe it was sixty-one to sixty-eight uh, uh, with Cleveland with uh, um, Jim Brown. I mean, come on, uh, Wahoo McDaniel back in had ninety-one starts, thirteen interceptions. I mean, come on, Ernie Ladd had over thirty-three sacks when they weren't keeping records. I mean, you had Steve McMichael. Yes, he he, he played on my Bears. Love it. But as far as real play, Goldberg, I mean, he had one start. Um, Roman Reigns, I think he had three starts in Edmonton. So uh, it's not really real NFL players that have been able to cross over because the the, the rigors and the schedule and, and everything that goes along with, with wrestling full-time, um, even now, is, is so hard on your body. Uh, people just have no idea how hard it is on your body. Uh, but Pat McAfee, you know, he did play. You know, he I think he had over 24,000 yards kicking, and, he, you know, he's a kicker, a kicker, all right? But so only a few people could uh, could could work that hard uh, at two sports like that and be successful. Anyway, guys, uh, have a great day. Um, and spay and neuter. I'm out. All right, Memphis Mark. Always just – I feel like I get a history – I get like a free history lesson – Every single week. And Ernie Ladd, um, I've never spoken about him on this podcast. What I would say, and I'm sure you probably already know this, I, I would um, you know, I would do some research on like Jim Ross and his his take on Ernie Ladd. He talked about him at, at length in a, a few podcasts, not recently, but um, I know that he was one of the bigger topics for Jim Ross, who has been in the business like 40 plus years. Uh, and definitely check that out. Jim Ross has or did have his own podcast. I think he does it now with um, Conrad Thompson. I don't think he has his own single one now. He used to, but um, Jim Ross has quite an opinion on him, and it, it, it does mirror a lot of what you're saying. And, um, yeah, the, the whole rigorous thing or, or um, the, the whole uh, toll on your body, I don't think people get it. I've never been a pro wrestler. I've been in the ring, okay? I've been in a ring and in a training school that was near Boston, Massachusetts. They did like a tryout day and you got to go and pay like a minimal fee to get in and they teach you. And you just, at the end of the night, at the end of the day, they do choose someone to get a free wrestling school package for X amount of months. I actually ended up winning it, but I didn't take them up on it because hell I live in uh, upstate New York. That would have been like a three hour drive for me every single day or for me to just uproot my entire life and relocate to Boston on, on a hope and a whim. I mean, this was a uh, nine, 10 years ago, but um, beyond that, beyond me uh, tooting my own horn incessantly like a complete narcissist, uh, I, I do really feel that people don't understand it. I did take a couple of bumps in the ring. That thing, it, guys, it, it was really not possible to explain how hard that ring is. It's 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 not like concrete, but it doesn't bounce like your mom's California King bed either. Okay, it is very tough on your body, and people are very, I think, just. They take for granted what they see. Oh, he just took a bump. Oh, he took a superplex off the top. Oh, he's selling it. A lot of times the selling should come naturally because it's so rough on their body. And it's night in, night out. The travel. Oh, the travel. I just went to Florida for like three days. And I feel like I was through the ringer for like a month. A lot of that had to do with the drinking. But but still, the travel itself is really tough. So I'm, uh, I am I totally think, and, and, and I'm with you on that. I, I'm in lockstep with you on that. So thank you so much, Mark. I really appreciate your voicemails every week, and uh, let's get to our final one for the night. Hey, man, it's Justin from Maryland. 
Um, first, I hope you and all listeners are doing well. Just wanted to get my thoughts on a couple of topics heading into uh, WrestleMania. So first, I wanted to touch on Charlotte and Ronda. Um, I've been hearing you say, well, I can I can tell you're not really a big fan of Ronda. And you stated that you hope that she either goes away at WrestleMania or turn heel. So I feel like um, I'm kind of going for Charlotte to win. Like you said, Ronda's not full-time. She's like Lesnar. I feel like she just got brought in for an attraction match. So hopefully Charlotte wins. Um, I think they might put it on Ronda, but Charlotte's a better option. I want Sasha Banks to take the title off Ronda. Um, it's a shame that she's in the tag team match, but hey, whatever. Um, but just hoping that Charlotte does win. I feel like the crowd will turn on Ronda eventually because, you know, we didn't forget about all the things she said about uh, the industry and all that. So, just had, yeah, so I just had a question if you were hoping that Charlotte wins at Mania. Next, the Usos, um, they got, they have a match against Shinsuke and Boogs at Mania. I'm not really excited for that. Hopefully they win because, I mean, I thought this is just a, a throwaway match. They didn't really have any tag teams credible for the Usos. Uh, I guess they didn't want the New Day to face them again, and then Big E got hurt. So I feel like the Usos will win. Um, I think Boogs definitely will be a single star at some point. Um, the crowd loves him. I'm not really a big fan of him. But, I mean, he's okay, but as far as world title material, no. I feel like mid-card tag team. Um, next, I don't know if you heard, but they're planning Omos against Lashley at Mania. Um, that should be a fun match. I'm hoping that Lashley wins, but I feel like they're still trying to build Omos, so they're probably going to give Omos the win. Um, yeah, I mean, that interesting. I thought Lashley was going to be out for the next couple of months, but I feel like, well, I, I read he'll be back. So that should be interesting. Last one, to touch on Reigns real quick. Um, I wasn't really a fan of him running away from Lesnar. He did all that talk about Yama smashing when he gets here and all that, and then he just ran away. I feel like he needs to be looking strong going into Mania. I mean, yeah, I mean, if Lesnar beats you up, I mean, at least you know, get in a good fight. But I wouldn't just run away just because he's coming to the arena. Uh, I felt like that was a little childish for me. But oh, Justin, yeah, I know, I know, you got cut off the three minutes. I know. I'm, I'm a jerk for limiting it, everybody. I know. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big jerk. But Justin, I got the gist of it. And, and as always, great to hear from you. You're such a great closer for the show. And um, so what I what I address here is almost everything you said. As far as do I want Charlotte to win? Yes, I do, because I think Ronda's insufferable. Now, if Charlotte wins, or rather Ronda wins, and then they quickly turn her heel afterwards, I'm okay with it. Only if Ronda's turned heel, because imagine Sasha Banks versus Ronda Rousey. You think the crowd's going to turn on Sasha, one of the most respected women in the company, for a match against Ronda? And don't forget, anybody that faces Ronda has to adjust to her style. Because her style is MMA-based. It's not necessarily pro-wrestling-based. So everyone has to kind of adjust their styles to her. And feel, and I think everyone's limited because of that style difference. So there is that. 
Uh, and let's see here. Uh, so I, I hope the crowd destroys her, by the way, at WrestleMania. The second point about Omos and Lashley. Yeah, I do believe that this match will happen. I, I think that it's it's probably going to be a short match, given the extreme limitations of Omos. A lot of power moves, a lot of no selling. Maybe he actually gets Omos up for a running power slam, but Omos just powers out after like a one count. Who knows? But I expect Omos to win as well because it's about building new stars, and Omos is that next big star. Lashley's already established. Lashley can st- Lashley can bounce back from that loss, but it at least will take Omos to that next level and make him, you know, look as strong as possible at Lashley's expense. Yes, but again, Lashley's kind of Teflon right now, and I think you'll still see an amazing feat of strength from him. So he won't he won't really get hurt in this loss. So I fully expect Omos to win that one as well. Boy, I'm kind of burying my WrestleMania predictions, aren't I? But still tune into the show. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you, Justin. I hope that uh, all is well with you, and uh, we will talk to you next week. And thank you to everybody who contributed this week, all the patrons, all the non-patrons. And you guys can go ad-free on my Patreon and join us on Discord. I'll be trying to add that chat feature, which is a great suggestion. You can do that for a dollar over at patreon.com. And that gives you hundreds of ads, free shows and a shout out on the show ad free. Also on Apple podcasts for 99 cents a month, you can join us there and $10 a year, two months for free on Apple podcasts. There's an ad free button on our homepage on the podcast app, as well as our website, wwepodcast.com. You can go and go VIP, use the promo code WrestleMania for 50% off your first month. There's video updates as well as ad free shows there. And please support us using our our uh, Amazon link. It's not pretty looking right now. I just kind of stuck it on the webpage. It's on our homepage of WWEpodcast.com. If you do any shopping on Amazon, go through our link first, and it just kicks back a very small percentage to the show. That's all it does. It doesn't charge you anything extra. It's just a, hey, oh, WWE Podcast sent you here. Let's you know give them a small kickback. That's all it is. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. And... Uh, Thank you for all the time that's dedicated to this and you guys take to to write in and call all that. So thank you, everybody. That's it for me this week. I'll be back on Sunday with your weekend review. And then then get ready, guys. It's WrestleMania week. So thank you, everybody. As always, take care. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show or head to WWEpodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.